are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sun Devil fans, it is a victory Tuesday for the men's basketball team on this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Today we're going to be diving into a little bit of basketball and ASU's win against North Florida. Uh, we're also going to be talking about ASU football's potential path to the Rose Bowl with just a few games remaining. And then we're also going to talk about uh, potential Senior Bowl standouts as invites were sent out today for February 5th uh, for the Reese's Senior Bowl game. Thank you for making Lockdown Sun Devils your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you have a Twitter account, make sure to follow both Richie and I on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios and find Richie at RichieBrads with a Z36. We also have a Twitter page for the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. Uh, so make sure to follow us at LO underscore Sun Devils. Uh, make sure to never miss an episode of our content Monday through Friday. Uh, we're going to be on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Richie, Tuesday, we got a, a win for this ASU Sun Devils basketball team. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about some Sun Devils football as well, with only a couple games left in the season. But how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, and there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Connor, I think this is going to be one of our most fun episodes that we've gotten to do on the Locked on Sun Devils so far. I, I mean, I, I think the listeners are really going to enjoy all the talking points we have because we got a win to talk about for the basketball team. And then we're going to sprinkle in some Rose Bowl talk and then Senior Bowl. And everyone loves the Senior Bowl. I think it's going to be a really fun episode. I, I just I want to know, what are you measuring fun by? Like, what is this part of like the metric system? or uh, Decibels. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we're going to count how many engines. Okay, perfect. Uh, no, I couldn't agree more. Definitely going to be a fun addition. Not necessarily something we talk about specifically to the Reese's Senior Bowl, but uh, even though it's not necessarily around the corner, just the fact that the invites are sent out and we have a lot of Sun Devils that could potentially be going, I mean, hopefully make a big impact to help their draft stock as well. But let's start off with ASU's potential path to the Rose Bowl. There's only two games left, and it, it's not like we really thought that the Rose Bowl was, was within our reach. But you got to think, Oregon, assuming they win the conference, so they're going to win the North and more than likely play Utah, uh, for uh, the Pac-12 championship, and Oregon potentially in this scenario goes to uh, goes to the playoffs. Now, with a little bit of a caveat, if Oregon does lose at any point in the next couple games, that's not going to happen. Um, but assuming that they go, uh, we actually could, if we win out, um, we could win the Pac-12 South. And the reason being is if Oregon wins out, they play Utah this week. Uh, and we would have a, essentially a game advantage over um, Utah in conference play. I think we would have the same record overall, but I think in conference play, at least we'd have a, a game on them. So if this scenario plays out, Oregon wins out, which they would beat Utah. ASU has to go beat Oregon State, and then they get a free win against Arizona. Uh, although Arizona has been playing teams a little bit tougher as of late, so we may have to stop making that joke just in case. But... If we win out these next two games and Oregon wins, uh, ASU might have a potential path to the Rose Bowl. It's honestly crazy that the door hasn't been slammed shut on us. I mean, the, right now, on, on paper, right, the stars are seemingly aligning. If you can go to Corvallis and get a clutch win 
and then come home and take care of business against U of A, that'll put you with a nine and three record. If, and honestly, we should expect this, Utah loses to Oregon this week. That would give them a fourth loss, and then they play Colorado next week. That should be a win for them. That would drop Utah to eight and four on the year. Not only would Arizona State have the overall record advantage, but they would only have two Pac-12 losses compared to Utah's three. So that would be big, big, big for Arizona State. So the path is clear. Went out, and Utah loses this week. And all of a sudden, you win the South. Go Ducks. It Absolutely, go Ducks. Quack, quack, quack. But it it's just so weird, Connor, to think that you drop that game to Utah and you drop that game to Wazoo and you're sitting there and you're like, man, we're just dead in the water. Like they're, At this point, you're like treading water and there, there's nothing you can do and it felt like your season is over. And now all of a sudden, you're sitting there after a good win against, like, against Washington on the road nonetheless. I mean, that, that was a tough place to play. And they crawled to that win. It, it was an ugly win. And honestly, a little impressive. I would say they ran there on Rashad White's back. But um, but it just, it was a win that the way they ended the game, Connor, gives me confidence. Because something clicked. And they figured it out. And now you got to take on a solid Oregon State team. They're not the world beaters that they were earlier in the season. They're only 6-4 and four right now. Now, they've been a little up and down. And we'll, we'll definitely preview Oregon State by themselves a little bit more later this week. If we would have had to have played them earlier in the year, I, I think I would have been a little bit more concerned. Not that we are a lock to win this game, literally at all. We have to go play at Corvallis. I haven't looked at the betting odds yet. And i got to imagine Oregon State's going to be favored. I don't know if it's by a lot. But I would think right now they're going to be favored by at least a couple points. So not I, I would give them like the classic home field advantage, like two points. and a half points. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. But our good friends at Bet Online will give us a spread later on this week. Yeah, so it, it'll it'll be a tough game. But that like assuming Utah loses to Oregon, which nothing is guaranteed, you kind of hold your own destiny in a sense going forward. I mean, you still are one hundred percent relying on Oregon to take care of business. So that's why it's not one hundred percent true. But the fact that, as you had mentioned before, I'm going to use your same phrasing of the fact that the door has not been slammed shut after terrible, terrible, at least in the second half against Utah, and then a terrible loss to Washington State. And I'm not even going to lie, like that game against Washington, you were down in that hole, as we had mentioned yesterday on the Monday edition of the podcast. Like, it doesn't feel like we've had a ton of great Sun Devils football uh, for the last like month. It, it just, it's what it feels like. Is that totally true? No. Mostly. But the overwhelming majority of it, for sure. So, the fact that at least have the opportunity to still win the South would be huge. Um, we'll see if it can happen, but you got to go play at Corvallis. And at that point, if if they cannot beat Oregon State, I, it's not even like I feel sorry for them. You don't deserve it at that point. Yes. So you, you have to go win. And if you get a little help from Oregon, that would be great. Uh, but at the same time, on the flip side of it, if Utah goes and beats Oregon, then they deserve it anyway. So I'm, I, you can't sit there and complain about it at that point. Dude, it's so funny. Since we started this podcast back in early September... What have we talked about the whole year? Going to Corvallis was going to be one of the toughest games of our schedule. And look at that, Connor. Not only were we right that it's going to be tough because Oregon State has actually been competitive this year, but potentially your season is on the line going to Corvallis. Well, I didn't expect us to lose like Washington State and stuff. So, But like you're you're betting on Oregon to win this week. Like you 
Arizona State fans should root for Oregon harder than they ever have in their whole lives. And then now you now you have this opportunity to beat the Beavers, which first of all would be it would have been an awesome win even if you were barely bowl eligible because it's just we struggle up there. We just do, and I don't know why, but we do. But it would have been an awesome win regardless. Now you're looking at this. If Oregon loses and we beat Oregon State, Connor, you're you're almost guaranteed to win the Pac-12 South. Now I will tell you that U of A would I love was to play to, spoiler. I was about to bring that up. You, you got to think like for how bad their season has been. They they have one win on the year. Uh, didn't have a win at all last year, even in a COVID COVID ridden season. But like. You, Arizona has played some people tough as of late. Like, like you, Oregon and Utah. So, like, as much of a joke as we make about being able to, to just... 70 to 7? Just be able to... Exactly. For them to come to ASU's uh, home stadium and just absolutely destroy them, like, it's definitely not guaranteed. Like, they're 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 finding their groove when it matters, at least for, for them. They may, not, they may not be playing for a ton at this point, but ASU has been in this position before where even if everything did not go your way... Getting that win against the Wildcats at the end of the season at least was was a little cherry on top, right? Sometimes right. you're you're missing that entire Sunday, so you just have a cherry. But if U of A does nothing else this year but beat us and spoil us uh, from at least winning the the Pac-12 South, that is exactly going to be a goal of theirs. That is going to be top of mind for them at least after this football game. You can bet they're going to want to play spoiler and take that away from us. Yeah, so let, let's go ahead and set the record straight. Me and Connor have joked the whole year. Since September. Se- well, yeah, since we started the podcast about how big of a joke U of A is and 70 to 7 and all that. Here's what I will say. Humble pie. I am not going into this game expecting another 70 to 7. I am expecting a win, but everybody else is expecting a win. It, it, you're supposed to win. That's the biggest thing here. With that being said, you cannot look overlook U of A. The bright side is right now, I think the Sun Devils are dialed into Oregon State, and they're not looking ahead to U of A. Well, you can't. You just, if you well, lose Whether it's game, right or wrong. Right. The, the bright side is, I would tell you that we, the team, at, on the surface, on the surface, appears to be completely dialed in to playing the Beavers this week, going to Corvallis, winning that game, and getting themselves right back near or at the top of the Pac-12 South. Well, they know what they're playing for, too, right? Like, we're, we're talking about uh, Oregon playing Utah and potentially getting that win and what it means for ASU. The players know that. They absolutely know that. And if you don't think the coaches are even trying to hype that up for them, uh, or at least, like, saying what's on the line here, they're, they're not saying, like, we need Oregon to go do their thing. They're saying that ASU has to do their thing. And if they lose this game, as we mentioned, it doesn't matter. So they've got to go win this game. I, I agree with you. I think they're very hyper-focused on that. It's not going to be easy, uh, especially if ASU can go dig themselves a hole against Washington. They can absolutely go do that against uh, Oregon State as well, and they may not have the fortune to come back again as they did this last week. But the too-long-didn't-read version of this is somehow, some way, Arizona State still has a shot for the Rose Bowl. Yeah, which would be great to see. So we'll talk about that over the next week or so um, with ASU still hoping to take the, the Pac-12 South. Provided you win. But with that, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the basketball team and their win against North Florida. Uh, was it as close as the box score ha- is showing? Well, we'll talk about that in the next segment. You're listening to the Locked on Sunbulls podcast. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. 
but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your finances, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. You head to netsweep.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of the year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Netsweep.com slash locked on NCAA. All right, college football fanatics. Have you guys heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power 5 as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Here's how it works. All of your users that use your promo code, which is going to be locked on, they're going to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use that promo code locked on. What you're going to do is pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. PricePix allows mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes and the exact same entry. So use the award-winning app on the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out PricePix.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. We're back with our second segment on a Tuesday victory edition of this Locked On Sun Devils podcast. ASU got. Did you say victory? I yeah, I believe so. Oh what? I, I think they won against North Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Basketball. That is correct. Yeah. Correct. So that's, that is what I am talking about. ASU now two and one on the year, beating North Florida. They won seventy-two to sixty-three. I didn't quite cover the spread at minus 16, but I think I said like right at the end of the first segment, like was this game as close as the box score indicates? I like, guess they won by nine, but with just a couple minutes left, like maybe four or five minutes left, like this game was pretty close. Like they were separated by about two points. So ASU really pulled away by a couple clutch threes towards the end of the game, but another ASU basketball game where they're playing pretty close against the team they probably should be beating and be beating like pretty handedly. I understand these are college kids, like, not everything, especially in sports, works out exactly how you think it's going to, but I had said on yesterday's edition of the podcast, like, I don't have much faith in this basketball team until they start beating quality teams and beating them pretty handedly. So even if they are coming out and winning these games by 15, 20 plus points consistently, uh, I just, I'm going to hold my breath. Yes, it's it's a win. They won by nine, but again, they, they really pull away at the end to make this game look further away than it was. Yeah, and I mean, just you didn't get your first lead in the game until like less than five seconds left in the first half. You were trailing that whole time, and you you only took a two-point lead to end that half. But you did come, uh, you came out a lot stronger in the second half, and 
you're making a lot more of your shots. You seemed a lot more confident. And for the most part, I would say you finished the game strong. Now, there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. I will tell the odds makers to stop giving us such big spreads. Well, but these are nobody's schools. Like, like I understand that this you you have an ASU team that has expectations, and they're obviously not meeting them at this point in the season. But you should be beating them by a lot more than what you are. And obviously, you shouldn't have lost the second game either. But. I I agree, but you're not. And by that measure, you just need to set your expectations lower. And I mean, odds makers aren't aren't the main point here. The main the main point is Arizona State fans should set their expectations lower. What we're, it means is we're taking San Diego State to cover the spread on Thursday. Easily, yeah. But focusing on the game, I mean, they were doing really good shooting from three tonight. You had uh, DJ Horn went four of seven on three, and Mar- uh, Marion Jackson, I believe you've been pronouncing it wrong. I believe it's Marion Jackson, was three of four from three. And then you also had a few other guys contribute too. Um, overall, four yeah, four of your guys finished with double-digit points. Uh, DJ Horn had the best night of anyone. He was six of nine on field goals, four of seven for three. 16 points, 5 boards, 2 assists. He did have 2 turnovers, but, I mean, other than that, he played a pretty clean clean game. Excuse me. The biggest story from the night, though, was Marcus Bagley got yep. injured. Yeah, so he didn't play that much tonight. He had, like a, I think, if I remember correctly, like 2 rebounds and like maybe an assist, but he got pulled pretty early in this game. Uh, after the game, they, they were basically kind of just chalking it up to, uh, if he's not 100% healthy, they, they kind of rolled him out there, but... It seemed like Marcus wasn't able to keep up as well as he should, so they pulled him. Um, obviously, you need him to be able to contend this season. So losing a player like that, I understand why maybe you're not playing as well as you could. Uh, but at the same time, it's North Florida, so you, you definitely should win this game. So, But as you had mentioned, definitely much better from three. I think both, uh, or at least the first two games they have played, they shot 27% each uh, behind the arc. So uh, now they're shooting 47% as a team, which is much better today. Uh, just... Keep trying to build off of it uh, again. Not the most impressive win, I think, coming away from it, but it's it's not a loss. They didn't lose on a buzzer beater, so take that with a grain of salt. Just keep saying or keep trying to stay healthy, especially for Marcus Bagley, and come ready to play against San Diego State on Thursday because they're going to need to. Yeah, they're also going to need to clean up those free throws. They only had thirty nine percent for their free throws, and uh, Kamani Lawrence was a huge. Huge weakness tonight, going 4 of 10 on his free throw attempts. You've got to clean that up. Those are opportunities to get extra points for those and one opportunities or just get, getting the chance to get those points on the board that were wiped out from you. You cannot be missing that many free throws. I'm not saying you need to shoot 100%, but you can't go 4 of 10, especially at home. Now, regardless of, of how good of athletes Rich and I sound like when you're listening to this on your, your in your car, wherever you're at, Free throws are not necessarily easy for people who do not play basketball, such as ourselves. However, they are free throws. Uh, if you have like a bad game, that is what it is. But as a team, there's really no reason you shouldn't be shooting but like below 75%. Uh, on nights like that, like you're almost kind of asking to lose. When you get those opportunities, you need to take advantage of it. Uh, in this case, not necessarily a big game. They didn't need it when it came down to the end of the game. But uh, as we had mentioned, I think towards the beginning of the segment, like, they were only up to it at like five minutes left to play. Would have been nice to make a couple more of those free throws and give yourself a little bit of extra cushion. So, um, again, they, they made the shots when they need to. It really doesn't matter. It's not a, a talking point for now. But when you start getting to playing some tougher teams later on this season, those free throws are going to matter. For what it's worth, if you made all of them, you left 11 points on, on the board. You just you straight up could have had 11 more points. And, again, 
I'm not saying you got to shoot 100%. Like Connor said, 75% seems more than reasonable. I truthfully, like just me personally, I'll never understand how you can't be just consistently knocking your free throws down. Like I feel like everyone should be shooting 90% because these are like when when you get to the NBA. You have professional athletes, and there's some guys like Shaquille O'Neal can never hit his free throws. But when it comes to college, these are still guys who are on scholarship. In this case, they're playing Division One basketball with an opportunity to go pro, and they're still struggling with their free throws. It's just, to me, it doesn't make sense. But I'm also not on the court for a plethora of reasons. One, because I'm only 5'11", and I'm terrible at basketball. But another is I can't shoot. And those are issues. it is what it is. Yes. ASU's next game is going to be coming up Thursday against San Diego State. Uh, so hopefully they'll look to build off this and, and get more of a winning streak going. So, Take the Aztecs to cover. Yeah, again, we'll, we'll more than likely be taking uh, SDSU to cover in that game uh, since ASU seems to be capable of that this season. Uh, but come back for our third and final segment of the day. We're going to be doing some Reese's Senior Bowl preview. What Centivals do we need to be looking out for uh, come February 5th in the Reese's Senior Bowl game? You're listening to the Locked on Centivals podcast. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. From basketball to football to NHL to boxing to UFC, Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to the third and final segment of this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Today we're going to be getting to a, a bit more of a fun topic, which includes the Reese's Senior Bowl. Now, if you've never heard of what that is, it, Reese's, the candy company, always sponsors. Uh, what is called the Senior Bowl at the end of the year, so anybody who is essentially a senior, uh, not necessarily just draft eligible, but players that are seniors who get invited to this game, they essentially work the entire week, uh, so since I, I think that's going to be Monday, February 1st is when that starts, uh, they practice all week with NFL coaches, uh, and then they essentially play, now help me decide, what, what are the teams again? It, is so they do North and South, and it's it's generally based off of location. But they can kind of get shuffled up sometimes. So I am going to cut you off real quick. Um, as someone who's been out to the Senior Bowl, this, this is how it works. Monday night, everyone gets out there. They do the media night. Tuesday morning, they have media day. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are your practices. Friday, they have the day off and the game is on Saturday. Think about it like this. If you've never, if you've never heard of the Senior Bowl before, think about it as an all-star game. That actually matters. There's been... Plenty, plenty of examples of players to essentially hit in the Senior Bowl and end up having great NFL careers. So this Most is recently Josh Allen. Josh Allen's definitely one. Uh, also notable, Dak Prescott, who ended up being a fourth-round pick, uh, certainly made that pick well worthwhile for the Dallas Cowboys. But specifically for the ASU Sun Devils, uh, this is going to be a chance for take a, your pick of any of their, their starting seniors for any of them to improve their draft stock. When I think it's all said and done, I think we were joking a couple weeks ago about how many we expect, uh, how many Sun Devils we expect to get drafted. And I, I think I set the line at like, what was it, three and a half, maybe four and a half, something like that. Something like that. There's there's definitely going to be some Sun Devils that do get drafted this year. So we have a, a decently long list of guys uh, who have been invited. 
This does not mean they're all going to play well after their practices and whatnot and improve their draft stock. It's just an opportunity. What's very exciting is that this is a lot of, uh, of Sun Devils that are being recognized for the Senior Bowl. This doesn't happen that often. So the amount of volume that we have for players that have been invited is pretty cool. Richie, do you, do you mind reading off the list of Senior Bowl invites for the Sun Devils this year? Well, so far we don't have any invites. The invites only officially started today. Gotcha. What okay. I will tell you is we have 15 guys who should get a look. And me and Connor are about to give you our five each, and we do overlap. Just spoiler alert. There's no way we could have gone without mentioning Rashad White and Darian Butler on our respective list. But there's... Hey! What? You did say spoiler alert. I guess yes, that's okay. spoiler alert. So here, here's what I'll tell you. There are 15 guys that I took a look at the roster and I said, yeah, they should get a look. Will all 15 go? No, not even close. I think you could probably get four or five guys. Best case scenario. I mean, that's a lot from one school. But again, it's not like they're Alabama, right? So this is it's, it's phenomenal. If you can get that many guys in there, uh, that would be perfect for the Sun Devils. I mean, that's a huge... Huge recruiting ploy right there. Really quick, do we know who the coaches are this year? So you not also, yet. You so also get NFL coaches. That'll be determined based off of who finishes last in or has the first overall pick. It's gotcha. typically two teams with a top five pick, but like ninety nine percent of the time, the team with the first overall pick will be one of the coaches. So, anyways, fifteen players. I'm going to read them off a rapid fire: Rashad White, Darian Butler, Tyler Johnson, Jermaine Lole, Curtis Hodges, Brian Thompson, Merlin Robinson, Jack. Jones, Kellen Deesh, DJ Davidson, Trevez Moore, Kyle Soley, Evan Fields, DeAndre Pierce, and Chase Lucas. I think I got all of them. Now, with that being said, Connor, let's just go real quick back and forth. Who were the five that you took? Let's and in no particular order. So I guess let's get the obvious ones out of the way. I was we, like, our, our top two are, are going to be the same, and I don't even who care. should be there. I was like, I don't even care who you take first. But Rashad White. Right, and Darian Butler are our top two. Not a mistake, those guys are the best players on each of their sides of the ball, respectively. Uh, Rashad White has been essentially the offense for the Sun Devils this season. Jaden Daniels has not necessarily lived up to expectations, so they've had to lean more on the run game, which we expect them to this year. Uh, Rashad White, as a dual threat, has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, Going to miss him, so he deserves to be at least playing on Sundays, whether he'll start, yet to be seen. But he will play at the Senior Bowl and hopefully gets a chance to shine. Uh, there's been a lot, a lot of teams so far that Rashad White has made look kind of silly. Hopefully, gets a chance to do that to uh, some other seniors coming out this year as well. Yeah, Rashad White over 1,200 scrimmage yards in essentially nine games because he, while he is listed for 10, remember he didn't take any snaps against Wazoo. So 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns in nine games played, and then on the flip side of the ball, Darian Butler leads the team in tackles with 68. He's tied for the team lean in tackles for loss at eight and a half. He's got two sacks, three interceptions, which is also tied for the lead, uh, team lead, three passes defended, and is just the the master of finding where the ball is. It just He's a monster. We talk about him every single week. This is a Darian Butler fan account. These are the two guys. If you only got to pick two guys to go to the Senior Bowl for the Sun Devils, it's Rashad White and Darian Butler, and it's not even close. Now, after that, my third guy I have mentioned is Jack Jones. I don't know if you have him on your list or not. That I, I think we're going to differ on four or five, but three, Jack Jones as well. You, you got some good corners for this ASU team. Jack Jones is absolutely no exception. Um, going to miss having him be able to lock down your number one receiver most weeks. 
as far as his NFL draft stock, he, he's going to have to have a pretty good senior bowl. I, I do think he is a player that ends up getting drafted, but he's going to be uh, a little bit later down the draft boards, I think, for now. Uh, he, he's not a very big guy, right? Like he, he, I think he's even sub-190 weight-wise, uh, if I remember correctly off the top of my head. Per per uh, sports reference, he is 5'10", 175. Yeah, so he, he would definitely have to bulk up a little bit. Obviously, can't do necessarily anything about that height. But there, there's been some good shorter corners as of late. But you do see a lot more, I feel like, taller corners uh, in, in the NFL nowadays. So nothing nothing is set in stone. I, I, I still look forward to Jack Jones playing. I, do, I think the dude's a baller, has a lot of swagger on the field, uh, and is a guy that you want on your defense. Uh, so I look forward to him there. I, I Again, not a surprise that our, our top three players were essentially the same. Yeah, and I will tell you with Jack Jones, the one thing he does have going for him is he forces turnovers. He has two picks on the year, and he's got a forced fumble. Uh, in in his career, he has um, seven interceptions, or um, excuse me, nine interceptions. He has um, seven in his first two years, although one of those years was at USC. His first year with the Sun Devils, he had three, didn't have any last year, and he has two this year. So, Nine career interceptions, uh, three forced fumbles. I mean, the dude knows how to get the ball out of the opposing player's hands. If anyone ever questions his ability to turn the ball over, I would show him the one-handed interception at the end of the first half against BYU. Play didn't necessarily mean anything, but still a great catch nonetheless. Then obviously like the the pitch six earlier this year, very opportunistic. So totally right on on his ability uh, to at least force some turnovers. Yeah, he's got ball skills for days, so... The next guy I have, this is where we're going to kind of differ. I have Kellen Deesh, the left tackle. And I think that the reason why I would put him in there is because of how good Arizona State's run game has been this year, how dominant they've been up front. It all starts with the left tackle, and Deesh has been an absolute stud. He's got your prototypical size, too. I want to say he's about 6'6", over 300 pounds, big dude, and a mauler in the run game. I think that the senior bowl would be smart to... Get him in there for for a pretty pretty good offensive tackle class, but a class that definitely would love to have some extra depth. I think Kellen Deesh could maybe make some noise in Mobile. Uh, next, I'm going to have Tyler Johnson. So first of all, just quickly on, on Deesh, uh, tackles are very important. So if he gets an invite and plays well, that would be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Tyler Johnson has been a stud this season, especially for a Senegal's defensive line that needed it. Uh, not necessarily a, a fast start for him this year, but I, I think uh, he's got a really good shot to be able to at least come in and, and place somewhere behind like third string player kind of thing. Maybe second string for the right NFL team, but I, I think if he can just get some reps at the NFL level, uh, he could potentially be a playmaker, maybe not necessarily a starter, but uh, Tyler Johnson would be a, a senior I'm very excited to have at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, so I actually had Tyler Johnson initially before changing my mind at the last second and I decided to go with Jermaine Lole who we did unfortunately lose at the start of the year to a season-ending injury but the reason why I included him is because he was the draft prospect for the Sun that was coming into this year like he was the guy everyone had their eyes on everyone was looking forward to seeing him and because of that I think that he could get the benefit of the doubt and get himself a senior bowl invite because coming into the year he had 20 Tackles for loss and 11 sacks in 27 games. I mean, the dude lives in the backfield. He's an absolute mauler. And it just, it it was such a bummer to lose him this year. Because I think that 
this defense goes from really, really, really good to borderline elite with Lole up front. So I would love to see him get that opportunity because I would love to see him get his draft stock back on track. I, I think he could have been a top 100 pick. And I hope that he can get drafted at this point. But whoever gets him, if he's healthy and checks out, is getting a steal. Definitely agree. It's a little bit tough with that injury, but Lole, a big name still nonetheless as far as draft prospects go. Uh, my number five is going to be Merlin Robertson. Dude's been a stud this year, a little bit overshadowed by Darian Butler. Uh, the reason I like Robertson is just because of his more prototypical NFL build. Uh, it's coming in at 6'3", 240. Uh, dude's been a stud this year. He's got 50 total tackles, which is not a ton. Uh, but when Butler is kind of racing sideline to sideline, doesn't necessarily leave a ton for, for anybody else at that point. But, but he does have three interceptions this year. Uh, again, I think as, as far as NFL prospects go, uh, Robertson has the size. I think he does have the talent as well. Maybe not a, a top like two, three, four round guy, but I, I think he could sneak in towards the end of the draft if he does get picked up. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll take a look because I, I do like Merlin Robertson and I know that he's actually got a little bit of stock going into the draft. So I can, I can tell you just as a draft fan that I've been checking the draft network avidly and a couple of the guys that they actually had in their draft database, which is a little over 300 players, they had off the top of my head, both the corners. So they had Lucas and Jack Jones. They had um, Jermaine Lole and they had um, Tyler Johnson and Merlin Robertson. Those were the five guys that they had uh, already plugged in. So first of all, shame on them for not having Rashad White, unless I totally missed it. But odds are, I mean, at, at the time when I looked at this, it's not like he was a big name because Darian Butler wasn't in there either. And I can tell you now that both of them are going to be guys that the NFL is going to look at. But Merlin Robertson is definitely a guy I would not be shocked one bit if he got there. I'll even go as far as to say this. I wouldn't be shocked if he got the invite over Darian Butler because he's been more of a name consistently over his career with the Sun Devils than Darian Butler has. Sure. Robertson had a, a great start with his career with the Sun Devils. Uh, I think he was named to one of the first three teams as a freshman. I, I don't remember. I know he had like five sacks as a rookie, uh, which I'm sure obviously put him on the map for linebackers. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, those were our top five Sun Devils to watch for Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, or sorry, for the Reese's Senior Bowl. So invites have been sent out. We'll, we'll start to understand who has been invited over the next coming weeks. Uh, again, that game is not necessarily going to be played until Saturday, February 5th, but uh, we'll definitely be looking at Sun Devils uh, kind of watching their draft stock again as we get, start to get closer to the draft in April for the NFL. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to a Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios and find Richie at Richie Brads with a Z36. Make sure to follow our Twitter page as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. And we also have content coming out Monday through Friday. So maybe we're to subscribe to our content, uh, never miss an episode. So that's going to be through Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Now remember, for Lockdown Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. You keep it locked right here with Lockdown Sundials.